Well, I made it Survive. to the other side Woo! of Jazz Fest. I did. Where'd you go? Oh. Survive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, you know, it's the end of the two weeks. It's over. It was the the last of it was on Sunday. Um, and it was good. It was a good two weeks. I had a blast. I feel like it was like a blur for most of that for you, though. Like you just imagining from your end, you know, just well, Monday and then yeah. immediately it's Friday, you know? I mean, yes and no. Like there was lots of like really outstanding moments that all like, kind of stand on their own punctuated throughout the uh, yeah so yeah. like there's like markers time markers sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah i only had to call out of work one day okay out of the two weeks um let's see should i tell the story i will i'll tell it do it because it's kind of funny but okay we'll first of all kids i don't condone drug use don't do drugs <laughs> Here we go. Um, yeah. So, so anyways, I, he was doing drugs. So yeah. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to do drugs, this is how you do it. Oh my uh, god! No, we here at is, STF Network. It's do not, not too late to just <laughs> cut <laughs> this whole thing out. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. It's fine. It's fine. We haven't it's left just the cutting room floor yet. It's just yeah. weed, and it was an accident. It's a kind of a funny <laughs> it's an story. Accident. So, anyways, we I, we're playing this private party, and it was like this real heady party, and it's kind of like. Some VIPs of the music scene, you know, uh, having their little jazz fest party. And when I say VIPs, like, I'm not talking about musicians. I'm talking about, like, Producery? the funders. Okay. Yeah, the funders of the scene. You know the what I mean? The patrons. Yeah. And uh, it was a really cool party. Like, beautiful uh, house, almost mansion size in, you know, upper garden district of... New Orleans, beautiful backyard courtyard that we played in. It was a lot of fun. They had a, it was all catered and stuff like that. And I went and got myself a treat. And I found out after I ate the treat <laughs> that it was a special treat. Um, and it was also a high <laughs> amount. Oh, uh, high gravity, that. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like way more than I'm accustomed to. And, uh, you know, Grace and I got home and we're like, shit, this is. <laughs> I got to sit like, down. <laughs> I, I was sitting all right, you know. Um, but yeah, so the next morning, well, I didn't sleep that night. Like, I, like it was, it, it kind of like spun me a little bit. So I ended up not sleeping and I just went to work early. I was like, ah, I'm just going to grab myself an energy drink and go to work. I got there and <laughs> I took one look at my computer and my eyes crossed. Yeah. Like, 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 like hard crossed. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh shit. Can't like, I it. shouldn't, be, yeah, I should, like, not, I can't. Like, I should not be. This here. is your response. This is your response. Yeah. 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 Like, and like, I literally turned around and walked out and I uh, said, I, and like, the funny thing is, like, I had planned on taking that day off anyway. I, I'd had a vacation day and everything for this other, like, little mini fest that happens in between the two weekends of Jazz Fest. But I ended up deciding against going to that because the tickets were a little costly and I didn't, you know, I had to play that night. So I would have had to leave that shortly or I would have had to leave early. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to not do that and I'll go to work and I'll save that vacation day another day well <laughs> eight, eight o'clock, I'm texting my boss I'm like I'm gonna go ahead and need to use that vacation day <laughs> mistakes were made I, I gotta yeah. get a lot out 
I got drugged by scenesters and pop art punks. I mean, that's basically what happened, dude. Like, it's been a long time since I've like been in a situation where I was like out of control of my elements. You know what I mean? Don't like it. Don't like it. Yeah, you know, and uh, so that that was interesting, but it all it all worked out good because that night we got to play. In the immersive Van Gogh experience, yeah. which was just so cool. That was just such a cool thing to My do. My boss's brother-in-law was there. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, nice. yeah. He, he was there. Um, so I saw some of the the pictures that you shared with that. Was, mm-hmm. Like, how was that done? Was it like sets of projectors, or were they yeah, screens so, on the walls? Or? So like normally, no, you just had to take the drugs. Yeah, you gave the camera drugs. <laughs> yeah, works yeah. on cameras. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Right. <laughs> um, so normally it's just an exhibit that like you walk through. They don't have like music there ever, you know. Yeah, okay. Um and each room is like a different part of Van Gogh's life and his career and stuff and like for instance they have this giant bust of Van Gogh that they project all his different self-portraits on. Oh, it cool. like moves and like morphs, you know, through, through the different stages of his life. And they have some force perspective stuff in his other rooms where they kind of like 3D out some of the paintings that he's done, like built it sculpturally. Yeah, so you're mm-hmm. kind of looking at it. And then the main part of the exhibit is this huge room where there's projection, animated projection on all of the surfaces of the room, the walls, the, the floor, mm-hmm. the ceiling, everything like that. And they take all of his, you know, biggest works and, you know, some computer animators animated uh-huh. his paintings and, like, added some life to them. And so that's what they were projecting while we were playing. And it wasn't, like, in sync or anything with the music, sure. but it was just really cool to, like, we were just completely immersed in Van Gogh's paintings yeah. while we were playing our set, you know? That's cool. Was, so yeah, I, I, uh, I went to... Uh, last fall, I, I went to Nashville, and uh, one of the places that I wanted to go was this like immersive art experience that they they had. I think I believe they had the Van Gogh. Yeah, it's in a few different yeah. places. Yeah, but I didn't do the Van Gogh because I was like, you know what, this ancient Egypt King Tut immersive experience seems like that'll be cool as hell. Okay, mm-hmm. it was not cool as hell. <laughs> it was lame <laughs> as fuck. It's a similar deal where they have shit projected on every surface, right? But it's mm-hmm. just like random, like Egyptian trappings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, just a bunch of onks everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then PowerPoint slideshow. You sit down on the fucking floor because they want to charge you like 15 bucks for a little like butt seat, you know, mm. to rent essentially for the 15 minutes that you're in this thing. Aren't all seats and, butt seats really? No, but you know what I'm talking <laughs> about like the, like you would see them at like like people will bring them to bleachers at like high yeah. school football games. It's like a little cushion. Right. It's just a cushion. Yeah. Right. There's no legs involved in the seat. It is a gotcha. cushion. Okay. It's a little pillow. sitting mat. It's not even. It would be a shitty pillow. <laughs> gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, it's just like a little than square a, foam than, mat. Yeah. 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 Anyway, they played on a loop. This video with, like, I'm talking, like, 2003-era arcade-level CGI. Oof. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that like bad, the original like, Mummy or something like, like that. Killer, it's like, like an old Midway or game like, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what oh, the fuck? It's a History Channel exclusive. Yeah, right it's, like watching the, it's, like, it's like watching Reboot. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. God, yeah. Like like 90s CG. Yeah, it's right. bad yeah, CG, okay. and they play this on a loop, and it's this a uh, completely ridiculous, fictitious retelling of King Tut's journey through the underworld after he dies. You know, like I mean, just essentially journeying through through the underworld. Like what mm-hmm. happened to to Tut's soul? We, oh. crea- we created a myth for this. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it was like the biggest. I felt like dude, it's such a waste of time and money. I was like, I'm sorry that I s- suggested this. You know, like I'm really sorry that I wasted everybody's I'm time. I'm sorry, I Because we had because it wasn't like we just like walked over there. It was like a 25 minute drive up into like this bougie fucking yeah. part yeah. of Nashville. Oh. This is a this is a part of our day, right? Yeah, We planned this out. Yeah, it was yeah. like a whole thing, and it was a huge waste of time. So anyway, my whole point is, I should have done the Van Gogh. <laughs> I think I think that's the takeaway. I mean, it does sound better than the tut. I do think that it's a little it's a little hokey. It's a little uh, overrated. Uh, I mean, it was. I will say that it's we rated. Were glad that we, it's rated. It's yeah, rated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, we were glad we did it. We felt like it was a little overpriced. And the coolest part was actually the VR section they had at the end where. You you actually did like this whole VR sequence of walking through. I the, have the, done that, and that's actually countryside. really cool. Yeah, do, through the, like the French countryside, and you like it stops you at different places that were the scenes that he painted. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, that's cool. And that that was pretty cool. That 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 was really enjoyable. And like the big room with the projections, they had a bunch of stuff on the floor, but you didn't have to pay for it. They had like bean bag. They mm-hmm. had like bean bags and like blankets and stuff. And so we just like went in there and almost took a nap just yeah. like laid laid there and just like looked up yeah. at everything and i mean because they're the what they have on the loop there is about 40 minutes worth of stuff so it's, it's, no you know, it's dude, this, was a, this loop, was a 15 you know? minute ordeal and it was ass the whole time <laughs> i i literally cannot recommend that to Damn. anyone all right yeah good like, to know like first of all I, th- I just think you'd have a better experience learning about King Tut on fucking YouTube, <laughs> and you get more yeah. out of it. You know, yeah. you don't have to spend fifteen dollars. It was way for more than fifteen dollars. Thirty minutes. Fifteen dollars for butt seat. <laughs> I want to say it was about fifty bucks to to yeah, run that through that. Right. Woof. Yeah, sounds about right. Do you, do you, Zach Heath? Do you, did you guys ever listen to a band called The Word? Do you know what that is? No. You know who Robert Randolph is? Yeah, I, yeah, and the family yeah, yeah. band. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know Robert Randolph. For I've sure. seen Robert so Randolph. The, yeah. So, so the word is Robert Randolph, Cody and Luther Dickinson from North Mississippi, Mississippi All Stars, and John Medeski. Oh, cool. okay. Serious blues guys, and then one fucking jazzy son of a bitch. Huh? Well, but you know he's 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 not doing the jazz shit in that band. He's a boss like, guy, obviously, too. because there's no way the rest of them are doing that jazz shit. Well, so. I don't know, dude. I went and saw him on Sunday. That was like my final show for Jazz Fest. And saw him at the Joy Theater. They tore it up, and it wasn't just straight blues. I mean, it was like it all kind of stayed within the gospel spiritual yeah, sound. I, I, I immediately you know? thought like, oh, this is some church. Yeah. 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 The opening band was a literal gospel choir. Right. You yeah. know? Um, and then, yeah, then they played their, like they played for a while too. They played like two hours, 15 minutes straight. Those no fucking and, Dickinson boys will play 
you're sick of hearing Poe Black Maddie on repeat. Dude, Luther <laughs> blew my mind. Like, I've seen North Mississippi All-Stars several times, being from Mississippi. Sure, all, yeah. You know, like, yeah, they were, you know, seen them a bunch. But, like, that dude can play now. I guess he always could, but I mean, he's, he always you know, he, could play. Yeah, yeah. but, he but has, like, he's improved. Uh, but over he's, time, I mean, in, in the you know, ten, twelve years since I've seen yeah, him play, I'm sure he's right. he's gotten better, uh, at least I'll, marginally. You know, I like uh, exponentially. <laughs> exponentially, I'd say. Yeah. It, it was it was awesome. Like it was a th- it was a throwdown and a half, and it was a great way to cap off the two weeks for sure, for sure. It uh, that Jimi Hendrix thing was actually a little disappointing from the Medeski front. The three guitar players yeah. that they got to do it all shredded, but yeah. you could barely hear Medeski. <laughs> you couldn't hear him at all. Yeah, but he's for on, on something. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you have three the guitar mix for players, was like, you don't need John Medeski. <laughs> right, <laughs> you don't right. need John Medeski up front if you got three mm-hmm. guitar players. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. One of the guitar players was the guy from The Revivalists. Ed. Ed. Ed, yeah, on the slide, Ed, on Ed. the pedal steel or whatever. Ed Williams. Dude, that dude. Slate it. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, really he good too, bro. Yeah, he's yeah. really good. I, I actually got to. Uh, there was one time they were at the Boom Boom Room, and like they would, they used to ask me like, back in the day, did you, did you bring your guitar? And I'm like, Ooh. no, I came to the show. I didn't bring my guitar. Well, one time I actually <laughs> did bring my guitar. And I got to get up on stage, and Ed was playing um, his like stand up lap steel, like this, like uh-huh. you know. Yeah, and so like we got to we got to jam, and, and that was that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed yeah, that. Awesome. Yeah, I got to sing with them player. on my birthday too. Yeah, yeah, I remember oh, yeah. that show. Well, okay, so you know, we could we could dive down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's lane. play Starfinder. I, I think guess, we. But, yeah. I think we you got the fans about a little horoscopes bit. today. Hang on a second. Like, what's our daily horoscope? I was going to say we got to pay them back a little bit after the horoscope debacle. All right, all right. Do we though? Uh, well, I mean, we're we're still at fourteen minutes, so like. All right, you know, Aries. <laughs> no, 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 Zach. Vita. Okay, Vita. okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> give it a little Just give it a little while. Do you want? Uh, hey, man, listen, bro. You've only got a three out of five star vibe rating today. Uh, sounds about right. <laughs> you need to watch <laughs> out for that. that tracks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm with it. Like they. Um, <laughs> this stupid ass website has um, star ratings out of a scale of five stars in in four categories: sex, hustle, vibe, and success. Oh, ooh, nice. what's his hustle? His hustle's four. Hell yeah, as yeah. it is. That's, that's, that tracks. Yeah, there you go. How so are we doing sexually, with, Adam? Yeah, how are we doing? Sexually? He's looking at, hey, hey, man, he's got a four on. The, he's fours all, right, all around he's except for the vibe. hammer, bro. The vibe is only three, Perfect. so that's, let's go. Damn. You got to watch out, you know. Yeah. Sid. Uh, well, speaking of furry cat dick, let's play some Starfinder. All right, let's do that. Let's do that. What a segue. <laughs> That we, might be my best we've one. We've killed it, guys. We can't top that. No, no. It's all uh, downhill from here. Let's shut it down, folks. So, last time, you guys defeated some corrupted Aslanti secret agents that were here trying to steal the Starstone. Uh, I just played a with thing. a baby Skittermander. All right. And that you now have two baby Skittermanders in your position in your possession. Uh, Dream come That's the whole thing. Um, Dream come true. We ended with the defeat, so I imagine you guys might want to loot the bodies, do a little searching around, deal with the 
second skittermander whelp that you have. Yeah. Yeah, that I was going to say, like you guys do that. I'll entertain these babies. Well, one's in... Um, one's in my backpack. Yeah. I'm still going to yeah. entertain it. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, he's sleeping. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Wake him up so I can play with the baby. <laughs> Just Mike shaking the bag like, go wake yeah, up. His, the nope rope is asleep, but the whelp is still awake. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, no. Perfect. Does it, does it, like... Just like hanging there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just, just dragging just spaghetti like, noodle. Yeah, just yeah. Put, put a rubber band around that thing. Oh no! Yeah. I hate all at, this, man. I hate we're looking it so at one much. star, one star on the one star there. vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that about, but like I'm still mad at Paizo for like taking Skittermanders, which are just cuteness personified, and making them gross as babies. I mean, well, that's how it should be, though. Yeah, babies are gross. They're great. Like, just in general. I mean, human babies are <laughs> gross, but look at like puppies and kittens are fucking adorable. I mean, they yeah, are, but, also but they baby still birds exist. like have gross yeah, baby bodily birds things. Look yeah, baby like, birds disprove the. But yeah, yeah. baby yeah. birds. Have look you ever like seen a baby a owl? A mistake. <laughs> 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 they do. But a skittermander is much closer to dog or cat than bird, right? I don't know. It's a skittermander. It's, what's it's the, what's the ugliest... I just wish they were cute. No, what's next episode's banter topic? What's the ugliest uh, species of baby in the world? Uh, you guys, we got, we got some time to think we gotta, about we that. We got to dig in on that one. Okay. All right. All right. All right, all right uh, we loot the bodies. Let's loot the bodies. All right. So there's three agents here. The three musketeers. Um, they each have an ultra-thin dagger, an Aurora arc pistol, uh a high capacity battery Estec suit fours so there's three of each of those uh, I imagine Fel's gonna grab some batteries yeah what size did you say they are? high high capacity mm. nah I don't really need them yeah. I'll grab a couple level 17 okay. uh, arc pistol is that any good for They're, you John? those are uh, all level 13 2d6 arcs, like arc uh, critical mm, arc. Uh, uh, so probably pass not, on. Probably. I mean, keep going. I'm gonna look for the arc pistol. Like no, I can't imagine I the daggers are, are worthwhile yeah. either. All right, so that's all level 13 equipment. So let's see what Consuvius has. That might be a little bit better. We got a peacemaker, which is an advanced combat baton. Uh, it's a light metal rod that discharges a pulse that can be strong enough to knock a target to the ground. It is an operative weapon. It has the stun property. Um, it is a basic melee one-handed weapon, and it does, I believe, 66 damage. <laughs> Do, if- dude, John's fucking faces as this is happening. It, it's we're going on a journey of John wanting this this baton. <laughs> well, it's 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 basically built for John. Yeah, I want it. You want it? <laughs> just just to spite, just to spite John. <laughs> yeah. You're muted, John. I'm going to roll a trick attack on uh, Felino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the baby, baby though. There, Don't hurt so, the baby. I'll take the baby. You trick attack him. <laughs> There's also some, attempt? Ca- some diamond carbon skin. Uh, that's a 17 EAC bonus and a 19 KAC bonus. Mm, that sounds like a lot. I mean, oh, what, uh, at this level, it's not that much. It's a light armor. It's a level 15. Oh, okay, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, I'm at 2021 here, so. Okay. Um, And then there's the Sonic Pistol, 
Banshee class. Uh, this is a level 16 item, one-handed boosting small arm. Uh, you got any spell gems? Well, no, that, that's a different thing. Boosting is you can use a move action. No, to, I'm just curious. Do you have? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer interested in the loot that you've laid out. I'm asking if you have any spell gems. Yeah. No. Okay. Another weapon table, please. No. And then that's that's pretty much it. Shopkeep. There is a super. There Your is a super capacity. Something to be desired. <laughs> yeah, there is a super capacity uh, battery. Um, I'll take the high capacity. I mean, you can take all of them. I've got okay. like you can have whatever you want, Emily. Okay. You just you have Shit. at it. All right, <laughs> bet. How you many? Can you have whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John, would you like the peacemaker? You're, You're muted, muted. You're oh, son of a Because I'm typing and everything. Um, but yeah. Uh, no, you're I muted because you it. didn't unmute. Shut <laughs> <laughs> the fuck up. Nailed um, it. No, uh, I have to look these up for right now. Uh, okay, just I'm just going to give it to you. Just take it okay. and yeah. then all right, decide all right, if you want right. to use yeah, it later. Yeah, yeah. How, done. Already done. How many... High capacity. Three. Thank you. Three. And I there mean, is one super capacity. I take it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just say we've got a giant you know, pocket dimension we you, can throw everything in. Sure. You can collect it all, but like there is not going to be any more shopping left in this, in the APM. Yeah. So what, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like if it's not usable in the moment. If it's not usable. Uh, yeah. So I was like, no, hey, man. man. Look, even in my head cannon. later, okay? I want, even when we finish and retire... I want our characters to have as much money and as sure. comfortable a life in uh, our in our fictitional our fictitious retirement inventory every, filled up with cheese right. wheels. <laughs> right, I, right. I'm just not going to track every shitty pistol that you come across. You, we can just say that you collect it and it builds to the overall wealth of the APA. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you gain a lot of interest on that. Uh. <laughs> on that fucking knife, you know. Mm-hmm. A, year, yeah. a year ago, we would have killed for this shit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, all this stuff would have been juicy a year ago, but that's how it goes. Uh, all right, so then you have the room itself. Um, there is to remind you that there are six rows of desks with powered down computer displays. Uh, occupying most of this room. Thick layers of grime and neglect cover patches of the walls and floors, while other sections gleam with a pristine shine. Four hardened glass chambers to the west contain some of the auxiliary generators, dull cylindrical towers that stretch from floor to ceiling, and the smell of ozone fills the air. So remember that you are here to tur- t- turn off, un- turn back on again, the auxiliary generators, but there are several pockets of them, and this is one of those. Gotcha. Okay. Is there any console or anything that we could manipulate? Uh, sure. Well, there. Um, give me a perception check as you're looking through the bodies. Shit. All right. Is that the skittermander? That's the that's the uh, the live one or the not sleeping one. Oh, okay. Gnawing oh, on, Lord, on, he's stirring. Gnawing on Mike's scales. Yeah, it's fine. 
Uh, <laughs> Ziva got a 26. That was right, a 3 on the day. It was better than that. It was real bad. On a perception check? I'm it is sure impossible can, for I, me to do better than that. Oh, no, I'm baby. pretty sure it's impossible for me to do worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got a 34 in perception. Oh, no, my you don't God. even have to roll. Okay, well, all right. The DC is 32, so... I'd have to um, eat one of those I brownies that animate yeah. to, to roll <laughs> above the 26. It's a marshmallow stick. It was a freaking marshmallow stick, Ugh, dude. That's, like, I don't that's know, deceptive, I don't know they, man. That's, yeah, mm. like I don't know how they compressed that much into that marshmallow. I'm still <laughs> it's, okay. it's a thin sheen of marshmallow on the outside, and it just yeah. erupts with like keef <laughs> I mean, on the it inside. Even, it didn't even taste like it. You know what I mean? Like most edibles, you can taste it. That's you know? dangerous. Like, I, I'm, it was. It, it was. was. That's what I'm trying to tell you, dog. That's the whole <laughs> point of the story. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, you actually find a unmarked electronic storage device no bigger than a fingernail hidden in a secret pocket of Consuvius's D'Artagnan's armor. I, Micro SD card. Like, smaller yeah, than that. Yeah, Orin hands it to Fell. He's like, I, uh, probably, I don't know, he might want this. <laughs> Terry, what do you think? Do I, want I think that you could do this on your own. <laughs> you don't need me. <laughs> I just look. I just miss talking to you, bud. Oh, I'm always here to talk. What do you want to talk about? Let's play 20 questions. AMA. Let's go. <laughs> hey guys, 20 questions with Terry, right? Right now. How do we turn you off? Bam. That's sad. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a vocal <laughs> command. Well, only Val can do it. That's the question I was going to ask as well. Actually, Terry, if you could, I want to I want to check out and see what's on this thing. All right. Well, plug her in. And Fel does that. Okay. And Fel uh, is corrupted with a, with yep. a virus. Right. Uh, give me a computer check. All right. Well, first of all, what's your bonus Plus to computer? 30. Okay. Let me get the check. Uh, I wonder. Is that, uh, uh, yeah. I'm almost positive my exocortex can also try and do, but I'm going to just do it and roll a 17 for a 47. Right, you're good to go. Um, so this is all in Aslanti. Uh, you can you speak as like everybody speaks Aslanti, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I do. The device does. contains information that includes cover stories for Consuvius and his agents, which allowed them to infiltrate the Starstone Defenders, known deck plans for Absalom Station and the Pools of Paradise, though the details on the Starstone reactor levels are noticeably incomplete, and a method of extraction for when the spies managed to retrieve the Starstone. Unfortunately, None of this information directly links the spies to any official in the Islanti Star Empire. Meaning that our girl, the, the Yulavestras, tend to just in the family yeah. like to go rogue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she she was doing this also without the support or the backing of the Islanti Star Empire. So it was <laughs> another rogue mission. So yeah. once again, we're off the hook for the murder. Yeah, totally. Like, and actually, at this point, you could f feel pretty rest assured that like the entire Aslanti thread, as it comes to the APA, is is done. You might have thought that this whole time until I decided to make that not the case. I did, but yeah. this you feel even more certain. <laughs> this this is just the setup for whenever we finish, and Adam's like, "Oh, we're not actually ending the arc. Now we're going to do uh, heroic levels of just mm -hmm. fighting the Aslanti until level 30. 
I guess I guess Papa. There's Ula somebody Vester out still there out who there. heard that and was like, "Yeah, I'd be down for that." Yeah, all right. <laughs> like please. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'd be down for that. I have a feeling when we get close to wrapping this, we'd all be like, "Yeah, we could do that." <laughs> just do that instead of the drift crisis. Oh, I get to spend another ten levels just killing his lanty. Yes. Mike would be like, I don't care. I'll do this till I'm 80. It'll be the Arnold Schwarzenegger. alone of this universe, you know? We, we graduate yeah. from like the Avengers to the Expendables. You know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. You know, apparently they had to edit out a shitload of Sylvester Stallone's like punching noises that he was making while <laughs> he's going. While doing the punches. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, pow, pow. Right. Oh, no. Shit like that. Like the whole filming of Rocky, the motherfucker would not stop. And so there's like a shitload of editing they had to do punch, to remove that. Punch, yeah, punch, I mean, punch, but like jab, who's going to bitch at him? He wrote it, directed it, and acted in it. That, you know? that, that, that it feels like true. I would. Like, he was hyped, bro. Get off his nuts. If I were filming a Star Wars movie, I would have a heart not going like. Vroom. Beep, 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 no, beep, beep, beep. A, that is a thing that happened as well. Uh, when playing Obi Wan Kenobi in the prequels, uh, what's his name? Ewan uh, McGregor. Ewan McGregor. They yeah. they had yeah, to cut a bunch of him this. going. I've seen an interview where he talked. He's like, I ruined so many takes. <laughs> Every time Perry. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. All right. Sorry. Yeah. To inter- sorry to derail. That's all right. It's all right. Um, so yeah, that's basically you get the scoop on what their plan was. In uh, Did- a lot of ways, the pools of paradise thing was as much of a distraction as it yeah, was yeah. a revenge, so that they could work on getting the Starstone out. What they didn't realize is that the Starstone is extremely difficult to extract and much larger than they anticipated, mm. and they did not get very far at all. Yeah, and I mean, it's like huge, right? It's not like a, yeah. a, a like a little jewel you can fit it in your right, hand. Right, but they're right. stupid. It's like a big so. fucking, like you could hug the Starstone. But I mean, yeah, you recommend couldn't, even it. Hug it. couldn't even hug it. Is that, you okay. even, right. But right. The, their experience is like Rune Drive, Aeon Stones. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, totally. it's Starstone. Totally. It's going to be, you know, handheld. Yeah. They're hubris. Stupid mm-hmm. ass fucking yeah, as this they're, tradition. Look, they're Nazis. They're high intelligence, low wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would say the Star Stones may be about the size of the drive that's in Event Horizon. Oh. The, oh. Big, the big ball. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, yes. that's rather large. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just imagine they're looking at each other like, how are we going to get this out of the door? Yeah, we'll just mm. grab that, well, throw it in the back of the Nazi mobile, get, get out of here. Right. It's a Nazi mobile. Hey, speaking <laughs> of a quick exit, do, do, can we can we take a peek at their quick exit plan so we don't have to trudge back through all this? Well, yeah, their plan was to go back to the shadow plane using Yelenka's. <laughs> you know, very okay, well, we'll strong. See ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, not, <laughs> not good. Happening. Not good. Not good. Okay. Uh, but that also failed, too, because Yelenka abandoned them um, to y'all. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was a failure all around. Um, I'm shocked. The Aslanti fucked something up. So, uh, gosh, I hope I can say this. I will clarify before we release this, but. I wanted to give you a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, I talked to Eleanor Farron from time to time, mm-hmm. you know, um, and she's the writer of this book, and she was also uh, the writer of the second book of... Uh, Against the Anthrone. That's it, yep. That's what's it, called. Yep. Um, Nazi puncher, she, that one. Mm-hmm. She told me when she, when she wrote this book, 
that she added something into this adventure specifically because of what of listening to us what? and what that was shout out Eleanor Keller we love you and what that was was <clears throat> the door trap oh my god because wow. you guys had such trouble yeah. with it at the beginning. She's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. well, like, what is going to be something that Lancey's just do? <laughs> so, door trap. Yeah. so here's the thing, Adam. I honestly thought that that door trap was something you yeah. put in there I yeah. did to do a callback. I had no idea she put that Oh, there. my God. That's amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> Dear diary. Dear diary. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm all flustered <laughs> now. I don't, I don't know that I can keep playing. About to have a come apart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the generators, you want to turn them off and turn them back on again? Is that what we need to do? Yeah. We okay. just unplug sure. the surge yeah, yeah, protector. Yeah, yeah. Like, it seriously doesn't even need a check. It is so, as simple oh as God. unplugging it. So Oren's like, hey, have you uh, tried turning it on? <laughs> turn I love it we on. just talked about how massive and complex the Starstone is, and then it's like, <laughs> just unplug it, plug it back well, in. Well, these are just, just the generators. Well, this, this is an auxiliary generator. system, yeah. right? Yeah, right, right. Uh, so when you do that, a little uh, readout comes up on the display panel and there are four systems that are down the gravity generators the station shields the life support systems and the lights you can choose which one you want to turn on now with these generators Life support, and then gravity. Yeah, life yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah. So you clearly they got to be able to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So we're gonna start with we're gonna start with the life support. All right. So this this can only this bank of generators is only strong enough to do one of those systems. So you're gonna have to find some other auxiliary oh, generators okay, okay, to, I, I to do the other. Yeah. Yeah. But that is all that there is in this room. Okay. We don't need to roll anything to do that. We just unplug it. I'm telling you, it's flip a switch, dude. Easy. My brain just keeps being like, nah, but where's the roll? (laughs) No no roll. How do you mess us up on this? Any wayward skittermanders? Well, just the one that's chewing on Mike's neck Uh, right now. And Mike is grinning like an idiot, just loving it. Like, you all right there, big guy? (laughs) Yeah, this is great. This is great. Look at the little guy go. You say so. He thinks he's people. (laughs) 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 And he starts like like Orin. Scroll like like crawling up and down your back and like all around your legs and stuff. And it's it's actually a bit of a nuisance, as cute as it is. So you'll have to secure the skittermander, or it will be a liability. Shove it in the bag. (laughs) Seriously, shove it in the bag. Like. Like a backpack or like the null space chain? Not the null space chain. Where, where okay. is the other one? Where is the other one? Should you put it in the bag with his friend? He's sleeping in my bag. There you go. At least I think he's asleep. It might be dead. I hadn't moved it. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm afraid to check, though, because if I do and it wakes up and tries to skitter out, I, it's probably better if we just keep going. Well, it's, it's charmed by uh, Aura. Oh, yeah. It's not going to run true. away. Yeah. This one, however, is not. Um, right. I mean, I can I can cast charm person on that one if you want. You know. I mean, is the I've bag the secure? Slot. It's a level one spell slot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so boom, you do that. Now Mike yeah. has got a skitter in the bag. Nice. Okay. Skitter in the bag oh, yeah. sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> well, I was going to say I love this, and now you made it bad. <laughs> You're welcome. No, that's like the name of the marshmallow treat I had. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, that's this room then. Okay. 
Uh, it appears there's a door in the northwest uh, part of the room. Mm-hmm. We check it for traps. Let's get some perception checks. All right. I'm going to take a 10 on that. So 44. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, I don't, I think, I don't think you can take tens on anything that has negative consequences if you fail. However, knowing that your perception is 34 and you can't roll lower than a 35, I will tell you that this door is not true. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. But just so you know, you can't take 10 okay. on things that that have that could potentially have negative consequences. Then what's the point of taking 10, man? <laughs> taking 10 is like for knowledge recalls or for searching or for like computer. But you can you know, take 10 on a trick attack? It's, it's a special thing that uh, the operatives get. Of course, you know, it, like of it, course it is. Yeah, yeah. Duh. It's ridiculous. Stupid. <laughs> get good. Duh. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the door the door is safe. <laughs> okay, we open the door. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to the unpause the game. Uh, you gotta unpause. I heard I the, love the sound effects. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So the door Even opens up. Even though this up is a space station, we don't have. Yeah. Which yeah, no, door? I gotta, get, it's, it's I gotta find chill. a different sound. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure I can upload the sound. Yeah. Uh, it opens up into a, a another hallway. Small, little, tiny, like quarter flight of stairs that okay, goes down well, into a larger hallway. Uh, Fell, when you get to the bottom of the stairs, you see at the end of this hallway the familiar figure of Niren, who's just standing there with his hands resting on his sword, smiling at <gasps> you. <gasps> that handsome oh. devil's back. Hello again. Nice Niren? to see you. How is your journey going? thus far better than expected honestly got a couple little baby skitter but wait why am i telling you all this he's got a very personable uh, he does he just want to talk to him um so far so good we killed some space nazis yeah it's been pretty great if i must be honest (laughs) (laughs) how about you things going well that is suggesting that Time moves linearly, and of course it does not. Well, that so seems to be how we experience it, so sorry. Failed, the Islanti failed their quest to take the Star Stone. Hmm, unfortunate. Ah. Well, like you said, time doesn't move linearly, so maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Unfortunate, why? I'm right, so go, right. Circle back on that. Uh, unfortunate? You, right. you got a yes, vested well, interest in the Aslanti still in the Starstone from Absalom Station. Hey, I don't like it. Mm. Kuiper no, no. um, grabs I a just, I, I would have let them take the Starstone if they succeeded, but I don't know. The Aslanti do already loom so large over the past. Hmm. Interesting. Yep, it's where they belong, the past. Well, I'm glad you're having a moral dilemma about these fucking assholes. Well, that is not how I would describe it. Just a interesting thought experiment, really. So, for someone who experiences time non-linearly, what do you see is the outcome for the Starstone? 
Starstoned and its city of Absalom have had an oversized impact on time since they were pulled from the depths of Galarian seas. If I leave it be, it will remain pulling fate toward it in a swirl. I wish to free eternity from its gravitational pull. You? We just want to live. Yeah, we just have, well, you know, friends we, and family we, who are here yeah. that we don't want to die. And Honestly, rely I, a bit on the gravitational pull. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of picking up that uh, you're looking at stuff probably much, much bigger picture than we are, but to be perfectly honest, what matters to us is what we've got here right now around us. Yeah, the thing about being mortal is that you experience reality subjectively. This is true, yes, you know. Yeah, and also, if you, like, untethered the Starstone and Absalom from the entanglements of time and space, wouldn't that create some kind of crisis? It might even affect the drift. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Worth a shot. (laughs) what What is happening here is that the strange beam that has caught the Starstone seems to be holding it fast even in planes where it was not meant to stay still. Time has begun to congeal around the reactor, so if you value your lives, I don't understand why you would want it to remain in such a state. Well, we we want to turn that beam off. We want this whole beam, this, this ship that is out there, we want it to go away. That is our end goal. And for the Starstone to go back to its original... Uh, state. Original to us. Yes, yes, I, thank I don't you. know what, yeah. what happened, where it came from, where any of that stuff, but like, we want things to go back to how they were, I don't know, a month ago? You wish the Starstone to remain where it is. It's quite yeah. important I, to us, you know, yes. Yeah, here's the thing. I personally, I don't give a fuck about the Starstone. It, that itself doesn't matter. What matters to me is how people continue living their lives as they've been living their lives. Hmm. I don't give a shit how. Well, you see, I wish to see the Starstone situation change. And I'll change it myself if I have to. And change it disappears. Hell. Fucking hell. Mm. Okay. This fucking guy, man. I'm about uh, sick all of right, his so ass. We have in- interacted with this cat a couple of times now. We've spoken at length. Is there anything that we can roll to try and figure out what this digger is? Oren's already done the roll on him, and he he is some being of time, like that is beyond anything that you know that you've seen or can recall. Do we actually know for a fact that he's immortal? I mean, Uh, probably immortal in the same way that the Doctor from Doctor Who is. Not really, but is jumping around all over the place or mm. sees things from such a grand perspective that yeah. two mortals, he may as well be. See, I'm seeing like immortal. an imminent threat from this dude, you know? And like, yeah, I mean, like, Kuiper just like held his tongue this time around. But like, man, it's just getting harder and harder to, to hold back on like actually like not engaging. I mean that's that's a stupid take, but 
engaging how? I mean, exactly. He, he wants to combat. kill him. Combat? Yeah. <laughs> I have a sneaking it's suspicion. It's a stupid strong take, feeling. I know. But it's no, like, I have a strong feeling that that's going to happen eventually. I, mean, I don't think it is, but it's like every single time terms. we encounter this guy, it's just like, oh, look how much I know. Well, you know? I mean, that's the nature of, you know. Yeah. Nebulous Look how capricious beings. I can be and not and not tell you jack shit. So he seems to be hell bent on removing the starstone and creating this flux in time or this chaotic atmosphere. Is that what we're understanding? Is it? Oh, son of a bitch, Adam. <laughs> He, I mean, he wants to change the Starstone in some way. He didn't necessarily say destroy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't he, he say move it? It's, well, what he said is that like it's fates swirl around it. It has like a, a gravitational pull. Well, it literally, like, you can get to Absalom Station because of the Starstone. It's a, it's like yeah. the biggest drift beacon in the galaxy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And by relocating it or shifting what plane it's in or Well, and it existed in Galarian, too, Mm -hmm. in the city of Absalom. And it's like how people were, became gods if they passed the trials of the Star star Stone. It's how Caden Kalian became fucking deity. Mm -hmm. And several others. Yep. And like so many wars have been fought at Absalom for the Star Stone. And so it, it does just have this pull of like fate and power and history, you know. It's a conflict of fates. It, you, know. you know, and when Galarian disappeared, all that was left was the Starstone, and the Absalom Station was built up around it, you know. Well, we still have our task at hand, this mm-hmm. crazy Right, baby dude, steps. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's... He just disappeared, so we can't really do anything, uh... It's, yeah. It seems like he's going to do what he's going to do, but yeah. for the time being, he seems content to kind of be amused at what we're doing. Seems like he's interested in how our, as non-linear as it is, how our progress proceeds. Yes. Well, then let's proceed. This is a very different take than you guys had after the first time you met him. The first time you're like, he's our guardian through this whole process. I mean, <laughs> and then he's snippy. Nah, I don't trust his ass. I nah, was being exactly. hopeful. Shit, Adam. <laughs> way too fucking smart. Man. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's was way like, too I was just ready to simp. You know? That's all. <laughs> <side. Really? laughs> he is his own side. He's that Give that me an big. excuse. Like, alright, well, let's go all on right, down well, he's here. He's gone, yeah, so there's only one way to go at this point. Um, is there? Or, <laughs> There's a yeah, northward just, passage. There's nothing up there. Okay. All right. So south we go. There's a door on the what western this? wall. Nothing up here. Did we look no. in this? Yeah. There's yeah. No, I just poked oh, okay. my head in there. There's nothing there. Okay. Okay. Um. Obviously, I want to make sure it's not trapped. I mean, mm-hmm. we want to make a big mm-hmm. deal out of it. Yep. Same. Same. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh. Again, I'll. I'll roll over that 35, and you feel pretty confident that it is not trapped. All right. Do I feel more confident with a 36? Mm. You do, by one degree. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) You have a higher perception than Oren? No, no, no. That's what I rolled. Oh, so I I basically rolled as if Oren rolled a one. Right, right, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, okay. All right. So, um, yeah, you can open the door if you guys see fit. All right. Ooh, so, this is a large room. Yeah, this is a big room. Just don't go too far in. Um, 50 foot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, there you go. No further than that. That's good. That's good. All right. So, much of the equipment in this room has been shoved against the northern wall leaving a large, empty patch of floor surrounded by the jagged angles of podiums and chairs. Four hardened glass chambers on the east side of the room contains the lifeless generators. You see a trio of figures standing as still as statues in front of the chambers, and then one of those time pockets reaches out and embraces you once more. Mm. And when that happens... The haze clears, and you now make out the forms of y'all, the APA, and those of the Shadow Protection Agency from the Shadow Plane. You can see visibly your pained expressions that seem to highlight this moment, the moment where Xenophanes Six is saying his final farewells. The discussion, indistinguishable at first, then becomes clear as if breaching water. We all have our roles to play. It is in your good fortunes that my role to play is a ferryman. Your roles were to survive long enough for the jump to be worth it. And then the time distillation recedes and you find yourselves all next to these frozen forms to Sheeran and an android looking at the reactors but where the reactors are where Zeno just was as he was melding into the rune drive and then you're back into the present and you're, you're hearing these echoes of Zeno through your communications device but you know that your communications don't work down here at this moment you guys all hear a sound from behind you. And out of this little room to the west emerges a huge creature. What the fuck? Um. This is what you see emerging behind mm. you. That's a bad puppy. Uh, somebody want to describe this thing? How to begin to describe it? <laughs> right. It is a a, a, a huge sized, what Mechanically looks like huge. A, like some sort of like imp, Rip, or gremlin imp. Yeah, I was I was gonna say take the posture of an imp from the newer Doom games, like 2016 and Doom Eternal. But he's kind of purplish. Similar claws, similar energy. Elongated overall, limbs like, with claws on the ends of them. Almost a dog-like face. With, yeah, with huge like, not, not long green snout. eyes. Green, like, bulbous kind of eyes. Pointy spine going down his back. Like, two horns that kind of go down into the spine down his back, I guess. Dude, but it's kind of obscured by mist. Alright, you know what it reminds me of, bro? Yeah, because so remember, reminiscent. What is do y'all remember Spawn from, like, Todd McFarlane? Yes. Spawn? Okay. Yes. But you know the clown that turned into the creepy yes. monster? Yes. yes. That's what this motherfucker yes. reminds shit. me of, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm googling this shit right Leguizamo. now. John Leguizamo's <laughs> fucking character, dude. <laughs> From the movie, yeah, yeah. The was it the Violator, demonic form of the clown? Yeah, yeah. 
I don't, I don't like know. it. Maybe it doesn't look like that, but that's just what it reminded oh, me of. Also, it's got it similar has energy. A really, really long, like it's narrow got a big tongue. Ass snakeish tongue. It looks it's like it may spiky. be alive. You know, very got- spindly, kinda. You know, it's. It's unfortunate looking. Uh, it's very unfortunate looking, and it's also unfortunately looking at y'all. Oh, look at you! Ready to attack, and I need you guys to roll for initiative. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. I expect no less. All right, everybody has rolled. Warren, because you have a high perception. I am going to let you roll a knowledge check at the start of this combat. Okay. Is it mysticism? Uh, it will be mysticism, yes. I mean, I figured it. <laughs> it probably should be with something this fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Um, a natural 16. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. <gasps> And I have a plus 28 to mysticism. Okay. So what does that take it to? 44. 44? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me just uh, let me just put some effects on this because it's really cool. It scares me. It got so right. bright. Oh, no. Right. So with a 44, you do recognize this, although this thing looks way bigger and scarier than what you typically would know to be a hound of tindalos. Now, does anybody here know what a hound of tindalos is? No, that old chestnut. Okay. (laughs) Little is known about the dimension of time beyond the fact of its existence. Some speculate that more was known pre-gap, but if this is true, that knowledge has been lost. Still extant, however, are the plains predators, the hounds of Tindalos. These otherworldly hunters are outsiders in the truest sense. Scientists speculate the hounds dwell among the angles of time, where other life dwells on its curves. As a result, the hounds treat angles as doorways in the fabric of time and space. The hounds enter the world to track down and slaughter those who have dared to test or go beyond the bounds of reality. Would be time travelers and those who subvert the limits of time and space are their primary prey. Misuse of the drift has also roused the hound's ire. Derelict vessels found with evidence of hound visitations lend truth to the fearful tales of the creatures invading starships before they enter or after they exit the drift. It's the Dahaka, dude. Yes. But why do they even use drift travel? It's the Dahaka from Prince of Persia. Okay, Tales are also told of enormous hounds known as things from beyond time, mm. manifesting in proximity to black holes. What draws the attention of these massive creatures is a mystery, but one story tells of such a hound entering a Vesk capital ship while it traveled home with an artifact taken from Vesk 2. Officials say that the craft was lost to swarm scouts. What Tindalos represents is another mystery. Few texts such as Preclican's Book of Cults refer to it as a location found on the far side of time that is guarded by the hounds. Other works claim that Tindalos is a creature, such as a great old one. Still, other scholarly pieces posit the word is from a lost language that means something akin to apocalypse. This is a 
huge outsider creature and I will give you two questions to ask beyond the history that I just gave you. Special abilities. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Special abilities. There's a lot. Yeah, oh, so, I figured there would be. I was like, it's not going to be a waste because you, you, it's not one of those situations where you're going to be like special abilities. Like, oh, it has we've DR2. Seen it. You know? Yeah. All right. The Hound of Tindalos can use interplanetary teleport or plane shift when it is adjacent to a fixed angle in the physical environment. Hmm. Okay. Temporary angles are insufficient, as are angles that also include curves. Discern prey. Hounds of Tindalos can sense their prey, which is any creature that violates the laws of time and space, including trying to use magic to enter the drift. A hound senses such creatures as if it had blind sense with a range of 120 feet, and the hound always knows the direction toward its prey. Mind Drain. When the thing from beyond time hits with its barbed tongue, the target must succeed at a fortitude save or gain one permanent, permanent negative level. Wait, when it hits? Yes, but there's a save. Fortitude save. Yeah. Uh. Otherworldly mind. This is really important, and you should be glad that you rolled high. Any creature that uses a mind-affecting effect on a hound or communicates with it telepathically must attempt a will-saving throw. Or? Or some bad stuff happens. <laughs> okay, so no so- mind-affecting. And there's also a gaze. 30-foot gaze, that's what that effect now is radiating from it. It's so swirling. Within, if you're within that gaze, you can do the things like avert your gaze or close your eyes, but there's a save involved with the gaze, or you might take some damage from the gaze. Second question. Weaknesses. This is this is not a question. Can you repeat the very first thing? Uh, angled the entry. List. They can only use their teleportation in corners. Yeah. Okay feels vague um, like the the angle specific thing is weird to me i guess well it's it's just like a doorway they utilize corners as doorways mm-hmm. um yep i don't know either y'all y'all say either i mean weaknesses would be like knowing how to kill it would yeah. be the best i think or immunities we, we'll, we'll we'll figure out immunities and resistances if 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 it's yeah. immune or resistant to anything that we're doing, we'll find out very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so weaknesses. I think that's the best move, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are none, so I'll give you its weakest save. Uh, fortitude is its weakest save. Okay. <laughs> so now this is more for for my uh, allies here. And it's just me metagaming a little bit. What I do know about Hounds of Tindalos, I don't actually know through Starfinder. They're a part of the Cthulhu mythos. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, the one thing we didn't get from special abilities is if you attempt to mentally connect or use a mental effect, some bad shit will happen. Like, I can't help but think it's, you'll go insane or something akin to that. You know, so take, take, you know, confusion or even, you know intelligence or wisdom drain kind of thing it's a bad situation yeah, is that for it? sure 
like mind affecting spells or like like envoy shit. If it's got the mind affecting tag. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Or if it's a telepathic link to. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other bad news shit. is that <laughs> it beat you all in initiative. Yeah. And we will begin combat next week because we'll see. Oh, oh yeah. my God. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Can't even this be mad at you. I'm, I'm terrified of this fight, to be honest. Yeah. Having been the person who recently dealt with losing a bunch of intelligence and wisdom points, I'm scared. <laughs>